and welcome to the Glacially Musical Podcast. Beer, metal, swearing. I forgot what the hell I was doing already. Yes, off the rails. Of course, this is Nick Cameron of Glacially Musical, and I am joined by my good friend, my man who knows everything, who always has the answers, Keefe Clavin. How are we doing today, buddy? Was that Cliff Clavin? Keefe Clavin? Yeah! Yeah, all right. Yeah. Cheers references. You know, I used to live in Boston, not too far from the original Cheers. I had to think for about 10 minutes straight on the drive home. What's Cliff's last name? Clavin. I couldn't remember. He was in Star Wars. Was he? He was a stormtrooper in Star Wars. Oh, uh, okay. We'll count it. Um, I mean, Simon Pegg was not even Simon Pegg, but he was in it, so whatever. Yeah, Kevin Smith was in Force Awakens, even. Yeah, yeah. How you doing, buddy? Uh, yeah, life's an eternal hellscape. Uh, I'm over my COVID still a little snotty but the real thing about what the covid did to me was i couldn't eat for a week i basically nibbled and drank beer and water i drank water this time and now that it's over and the snot is out of my stomach i cannot eat enough food i am on the hobbit trail of foods i'm having 11 z's luncheon tea breakfast Second breakfast, I just can't eat enough. Twice, I mean, I have gotten literal second lunches after I've eaten my lunch at work, which means me bringing my lunch to save that $9 wasted two days in a row. So I don't even think I'm going to bring my lunch. I'll just fuck it. I'm just going to go get a big old pile of fried rice and maybe a St. Paul sandwich, which you probably don't even know what that is. Please enlighten us what a St. Paul sandwich is. The St. Paul sandwich is a staple of the St. Louis Chinese cuisine scene. It is an egg foo young patty on white bread with accoutrement. It is the greasiest and deep fried. So it is a deep fried egg foo young patty on white bread with lettuce, pickles, and mayonnaise. I hold the mayonnaise because I don't do the mayonnaise. But but uh, before we get to you, want to say thank you everybody for checking in. If you are a new listener, last week I said things that were wrong. You have made a tremendous choice. It is going to definitely earn you the respect of your peers and possibly some material material rewards on the eternal plane. Because here at the Glacier Musical Podcast, we are about the the material plane because it's what we see, feel, and drink. Uh, but here's what we do: we do a greeting. We do a beer check, we do a vinyl check, we do a shirt check, because we're on YouTube. Speaking of which, if you're on YouTube and watching this, please smash that subscribe button and tickle that like, thumbs up, whatever. I don't know. The, my kid says it better than me, but she, she can't come on this. So uh, with that, how are you? Hopefully we are on the up and up and, you know, if nothing else, return to the living dead. Eat some brains. Exactly. Uh, I'm all right. It's not great, but I'm I'm just trying to maintain. These are one of my few guiding lights to life. Uh, forgive the I'm adjusting constantly. I have a kind of brand new tech setup. Uh, Stopgap measures. I don't want to go into why, but uh, I hear you. I have a I... new webcam. You will now see my microphone is now right in the camera frame. Usually, you don't ever see it. It's usually off to the side or under. See, I think it's very YouTubey to have the microphone. It is very YouTubey. You can now also see my vinyl check hiding in the background. Mm-hmm. You can see my messy bed. Unfortunately, I think those are my camo pajamas. Sorry, uh, everybody. Keith's bed is where the magic happens. It is where the magic happens, and. Um, yeah, man, I'm just making do. I'm just making do. But I appreciate I, this. this is a, a gift to talk to you twice in a week. And uh, Oh, that is ridiculous. But I people, appreciate People that. won't know that based on when these run. But 
still also pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, I really w- glad we decided because the way today was supposed to go was supposed to have been something else. It's going to happen. Don't worry. I'm not going to announce it because I don't want to announce it and jinx it because it's really fucking cool. But I bought a beer specifically for this week, which is the Small Town Hustle Hazy IPA. It is a pint. It's from Sudwork Brewing from somewhere in uh, California. Hashtag California. I'm I'm part of that. I live in California, so I'm all about it. I love it. Uh, oh, that's a nice pour. <clears throat> Some hazy stuff. It's hazy. Is it is it officially a hazy or? Is oh it it, yeah, it's small town suburb brewing, California. Six point five percent Galaxy Citra and El Dorado hops. It is hazy. It uh, it, it's a hazy IPA. I would call it an extra IPA, but you know that's just being. And the full pint. That's going to take about an hour to settle. Lovely. Um, my beer today... I lost my audio there for a second. My beer today, which is a beer you can see here on the side of me, is a beer I've had on the show before. I just have a surplus of these Misfits, Cali <laughs> Craft, Fiend Lager. I need to keep drinking these so I can empty the fridge. And uh, this is today's drink. And um, much like the last podcast. I don't have an actual beer glass that's clean, so it's going to go into my desktop drink. This is alternately a pencil holder. This was probably a salsa jar from Trader Joe's that I stuck some band stickers on. You can see stone cutters right there. Love them. Guts from upstate New York, and I'm just going to drink my beer out of this because I have nothing else. Oh, that is my favorite thing today. I, I was hoping it was a pickle oh, jar. Horrendous pour. I love but, pickle uh, jars. But it's not. Uh, my I'm dishwasher gonna... is broken, and my building oh. is supposed to replace the whole one because the guy's been here like 10 times trying to fix it. And so I never grew up with a dishwasher, so that's a complete luxury to me. But now I realize the value of it when the things pile up and you don't have the clean beer glasses. I normally have like three or four. I don't have any clean ones. They're all just sitting stacked up in the sink like a like a bad bar person. Uh, but anyway, here's a little half a pour, and I'm going to take a sip. <laughs> I already love this beer. Everybody knows. Let's take a sip. Would you believe that I still have about five beer glasses at my old place that I haven't moved over yet? Well, moving is the devil's work, and it's really hard. Yeah, my, that is, look at that color. It's very, it's like almost like a cream soda. I like it. It's like eggnog. It is unusual. The, this is Galaxy, right? Yeah. Oh. When I bought this, I had it in my mind. It was Noble. Noble hops are my favorite. Hmm. I'm so snobby. I can tell you what the, I, I know if I'm going to like a beer based on the hops hmm. because uh, I'm a turd. As for my vinyl check. Yes, let's have the vinyl check. So as you, this one's interesting. So give me a minute and we will discuss it. The, as you may recall, we went to see uh, Warrant a couple of weeks ago. My wife is a big fan of hair metal and especially loves hair metal ballads. And seeing her like this, whenever they played the 1800 ballads I saw that night, made me suffering through Winger worth it. But in as a thank you for what I don't know, I picked up Warrant Cherry Pie. Now, it's already been cleaned, it's already in the Mylar. You may notice that the back cover is different. The front cover has a real, real shitty version of the 
the, the, the cover art and the label is wrong. This is supposed to have the Columbia label in, there was a red edition of this album pressed in 2017. This was pressed in 2022. However, what I learned after I purchased it from a record store in the shrink wrap music record, I'm sorry, uh, Planet Score Records. And then here's the inner sleeve with, uh, oh, what's her name? Um, Bobby Smith? Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown, I was close. Who uh, ended up marrying one Janie Lane. But uh, this is a bootleg. Her book was really good, by the way. If you really love the hair metal era, and the, um, you know, she was a video vixen, Tony right. Katane, uh -huh. rest in peace, and others. So uh, her book is actually quite good. I read it. This is a bootleg press. I only paid 20 bucks for it. It sounds fine. Wasn't what I was trying to buy. Would bought it. I purchased it unknowingly, unlike the other bootlegs I purchased completely knowingly. Uh, Sam Hain or Sa Wen, I don't know how they pronounce it uh initium i got a bootleg press because they never repressed it so uh sorry don't care and then the other record i got you already know about this one but we have shovelubbed so many times that when i came across this for 30 dollars uh warrant was 22 by the way the repress 180 gram modern repress sounds amazing no insert just a sleeve that i'm not using usually i throw them on the floor and then pick them up for later but i haven't done that on this one uh red hot chili peppers mother's milk one of my favorite see i my favorite two albums by the chili peppers are mother's milk and blood sugar sex magic followed closely by the forgotten one hot minute that is also my three top three chili records and uh Transport yourself back in time, if you will, to the 80s, if you're old enough. Um, Haleo Slovak was so integral to the birth and the sound of the Chili Peppers. When he died, it was like inconceivable that they could even replace him. Because he has such a specific sound and such a specific... How do you mix Parliament Fuckadelic, Jimi Hendrix, and like, you know, Ohio players? How do you deny Rogers? How do you, how do you coalesce those things? And I found Frusciante, John Frusciante, who literally obsessed over this band and obsessed, he was obsessed with Halal. And that's how he did it. I broke the Mother's Milk tape twice in high school in my janky Sony Walkman. Sorry, Sony. And a cassette is a terrible format. I will never not believe that in all my life. It is, it is not, terrible. Not a good format if you love the preservation of sound. If you it's love a great instant, format. If you like finger fudging your format, tape, though. Tape shit off the radio, make demo tapes in your bedroom of your band, all those things. Phenomenal. Portable, perfect. Otherwise, because, you know, you wouldn't be schlepping around a whole bunch of turn... You can't schlep around a turntable and records. You may be able to soon or now, but you couldn't... You can if you do it stupid, but I yeah, wouldn't man. recommend it. So, yeah, man, Mother's Milk is phenomenal. I wish I had that on vinyl. That is a future buy for me. That was um, the first Chili Peppers record I've ever found in the wild. And um, only. First and know, only. I will also say again, the Chubbalub is a reference to Anthony Kiedis' singing style, coined by my dear best friend, Curtis Dunlap, copyright 1991, at least, or 92. And just like, Kiedis is like the worst, least talented guy ever that has like accidentally his way into a Hall of Fame career as a singer.
I would say best worst, but you know, we're yeah. splitting hairs. I will also say that I did find out recently that there is a Walmart exclusive pressing of Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which came out in July. Perhaps those are available for someone to purchase. If you were to so want to give Walmart your money. Um, I know. So but I have machine, a, I have a Walmart Metallica pressing, so that's also yes, I have a few. Um are you is that all you are all done? That, I am done for the week. Okay. I have a vinyl to check today. And we'll see. Again, I move my camera a little bit and see if this new setup does justice to this. But this is another gimme metal radio vinyl club exclusive. This is a brand new repress and deluxe edition of Converges You Fail Me. Mm, complete nice. with artwork from Jacob Bannon, the front man of Converge, and quite the artist. Um, you have the front, the iconic front cover. I've seen them perform this album in full in Europe. The back cover, this is an, an entire, you know, this whole so So this sleeve is beautiful. You can't really appreciate it from here, but this is glossy and uh, really sturdy, actually. And then also, so we'll do this in a little bit reverse order than I normally do. Let's take a look quick at the vinyl. This gorgeous splatter with the uh, label also inspired by the artwork by Jacob Bannon. And then this incredible, I don't know what you would call it, a quadfold gatefold. I don't know what this is or how to describe this. We're going to call it a Paul's Boutique. This is a, this is insane. Look at this. So like here's, I'm going to just do this in inverse kabuki order open. I'm going to try to represent this as good as possible. I am sorry. Open, open, open. That's the front. The album slips inside the sleeve there, and then again the back. Also. Oh no, that's uh, that's a triple. Yeah, triple. The, Paul's boutique actually has a quad. If you want to see it, I can grab. I mean, it. this is this has a fourth, right? So I didn't open it, but like I don't know if you can see this is. Four. Oh, it does have four. Okay. So yeah, it's one, two, three, four. Here's Paul's boutique. So it it opens. And it's like it's like uh, that fancy bread. You open it once, it still ain't open. Ha! Huh. You open it twice, it still ain't open. Fair play, sir. Fair play. So this thing is phenomenal. I do love this album. It's not their best Converge album. I don't know. I don't believe you're a big fan, but I am a big Converge fan. I have seen them all over the world. I saw them in a VFW in Salem, Mass. Before they were famous. When I was just a visitor there, before I lived there, I've been to God City Studios. I've interviewed Jacob. It's an incredible band. Uh, Very cool. The only record. band I've seen before they were famous, famous would be Black Dahlia Murder. I saw them on the their first tour with King Diamond. That's crazy. Yeah, and they were. Uh, and honestly, I'll, I'll be. I don't know if I mentioned this during the the King Diamond run. I watched it with my God. These guys are shit. Shows what I know. I, I think they were so groundbreaking and ahead of their time that it took time to kind of get, like, what is this? It took time. They were kind of combining all these different OSDM, melodic European metal. We're going to talk all about this in a second. And, and Black Dahlia Murder might be the most prominent descendant of, you know, a European melodic style black and death metal band ever. Like, we have, you know, it's for a future discussion. Uh, again, they're about to do their first show ever at the uh, Celebration of Life concert for Trevor in Detroit. They just got announced for the Decibel Metal and Beer Fest, which we talked about last episode, or 
in a previous episode. I don't know when this is going to run technically, but um, no, yeah. it will be a previous because this will run. Yeah, yeah, in the future. It's gonna, but it's gonna get weird later. Sorry, we'll see what happens. But uh, news of the day, I've got one item that I'd like to throw out, and I'm surprised we actually haven't talked about this already because it. I feel like we should have. But I don't know that either of us heard about it until I heard about it yesterday. Perusing the World Wide Webiverse, thinking about maybe purchasing a record, which I did. Uh, but it's not here, so it's not checked. But um, used up my Amazon points. Bye-bye points. Hello, record. Um, I am on record and about not really liking to repurchase albums i already own regardless you know give me extra tracks whatever i don't i don't care so every time we've talked about excuse me oh they re-released pulse oh they re-released this they re-released that and i'm like nah i'm probably the likelihood of me buying the expanded edition of roger waters actually i don't know if it's expanded but the 45 half speed mastering edition of roger waters amused to death my favorite roger waters record probably not buying it the cover rumored coverdale page repress that's coming probably not buying it my actually i might buy that one because of the way uh, that's a that's a poor example because that album is a 60 minute record on one vinyl so it's too squished i probably will buy that one but i found out that iron maiden is re-releasing a 30th anniversary of number of the beast it is a three disc set Oh my God, Keefe's pointing out that it's 40. I am going to die soon. Uh, okay, 40th anniversary of Number of the Beast. It comes, it's a three-disc set and comes with a complete concert. So I am really on the fence on that one. I pointed out to the kiddo that she should tell the mommy that I would like that as a present. Because then it's, then it's got and I'm not breaking any of my vows, but it does have a complete concert from 1982. And that is famously underrepresented in the Iron Maiden live canon. It's not expensive. I think it was like $45 as of right now. It uh, gets, it starts shipping next month from Amazon. Holy shit. I would want that also. Uh, maybe it will be a Christ mass present for you. For but uh, I mean, I, my, my copy of, Number of the Beast is an OG pressing without the insert. So mm. I am I am trying to think about what is newsworthy um, today. I'm just trying to think about like what we haven't talked about or if there's anything major. I don't know. Um Gwar has a new song with Lizzie Hale of Hailstorm. That's pretty cool on their new album um and they did a video for it that's pretty cool um uh oh, we forgot to shirt check we will shirt check after the news okay uh randy Bly of lamb of god has said that he sees maybe not a end to the band but a day when he won't want to tour anymore and he has been very adamant that you will not see 60 year old randy d randall Bly, randy Bly on the stage he's like nobody's gonna want to see this i don't want to do this i'm a much better writer than i am a metal person and band artist and he has many books planned to come out he's working on a photo book right now as well as his passion for reforestation in ecuador where he has helped contribute there by buying up unprotected land and protecting it 
Well, with every with, with every musician, it comes to the point where maybe you just don't want to be on the bus for six weeks to smelling these guys' farts for another year. Like, and then on, on top of that, how much toll it takes on the body, even if you are. I mean, I don't fly that much, but I've flown pretty significantly for somebody in America, especially a Midwesterner, because we don't we don't fly, we drive. Because well, it's only it's only ten hours. It's fine, I can do that. But it takes a toll on your body just going up and down in those things. So even if you're flying first class, it's still you know, again, as we've mentioned thirty times, Metallica will only do fifty dates a year, and they pretty much take five to six days off between their dates when they're touring because it's that much of a drag and they're, they're getting old and Iron Maiden's tours have gotten progressively smaller as years have gone on. Nico McBrain is in his seventies now, you know, Iron Maiden, the first Iron Maiden gestation business started the year I was born. So Iron, you know, Steve Harris's musical career is older than me. And I think I think we've only got one Iron Maiden record coming. One Iron Maiden record and two more live albums, I think, is what we got coming. And then we're going to have no more Iron Maiden. And I think we've only got one more Metallica run. One more big Metallica run left in them. But speaking of Metallica and gift clubs, we are coming up on the next segment, the next edition of the Metallica Vinyl Club. Got an email that it's supposed to be shipping a week ago, three weeks ago. So that's good. But uh, uh, did I, I? I gave the iFight Dragon Deuce before, didn't I? Oh, shoot. Camera, come back. Can you go ahead and pause while I'm farting? Nope, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. Professional, as always. Uh, iFight Dragons is re releasing their. Uh, debut their de- their uh, major label record uh, and doing a short tour with MC Lars and Schaefer the Dark Lord not coming to town again they work regular jobs so can't do big tours and I am rambling I'm gonna stop I just want to point out it's not quite a news thing but it's an observation that Scorpions just finished a US tour except Judas Priest and Maiden are all on tour in North America right now if you love heavy metal, classic heavy metal, the getting is good. You know, and that was one of the things Mick Wall said years ago on a VH1 special, that the greatest thing about heavy metal at that moment, I mean, this is 25 years ago that this happened, but it's kind of still happening, is the the classic big metal bands, the, the genre is young enough that you can still see them. And... You know, Ozzy's tour right now is probably not going to be great in terms of his vocals, but if you've never seen him, get out there. If you've never seen Iron Maiden, yeah, they've lost, frankly, four or five steps. But if you can, get out there and see them because it's, it's it. This is, we, we are, for a lot of these guys, anybody whose debut album was in the 70s or 80s, we're looking at their end game. So just keep that in mind going forward. Here, here. I agree. Uh, I think also Venom had to cancel their North American tour, and they're hoping to rebook at some point. But, Which uh, Venom? I don't know. 
There's a Batushka on tour. I don't know which one it is. I said this already. It's like, I have no idea, yo. All right, all right. Are we ready to move forward? I think we are. Um, right, uh, we did a, We need to do a shirt check. Oh, shirt check. I am rocking Motive, which is a defunct metal band out of Arizona. Uh, my friend Steve Bouchard led band. He wrote all the songs. He's an amazing writer, an amazing player. And uh, I have purchased his albums in Motive, in Travail and Crucible. Most of them local St. Louis bands wished he could have made it because he had that kind of talent, but it is what it is. Cool, cool. I am wearing, I'm sure this is a repeat for both of us. This is my Witch Cryer shirt. Uh, love this band. Uh, Stoner Doom band from America. Great stuff. But I haven't worn this in at least six to seven months because it's a jersey. Okay. Three quarter sleeves. Hmm. All okay. right. Let, what are we talking about today? We, this Chaser episode is brought to you by Beer and Melees. We are going to discuss the Mount Rushmore of death metal. Who are the big four death metal bands of all time? This is a crazy task to try to take on in the last 35 minutes of this podcast. And I guarantee we're going to do it and finish it and solve it and everyone will agree. 100%. They're all going to agree. All going to agree. And then in prediction, in six weeks, the big four we've definitely will have chosen by the end of this evening will announce a tour. That'd be pretty cool. And I mean, they'll play the biggest venues death metal bands have ever played. The there's been a rumor for many years that Cannibal Corpse... Why well, I was like, uh, that Amata Marth tour... That's a that big is tour. ...about to kick off has three, definitely two of these bands, and a third that kind of belongs there. So, you know, in the modern sense. So, okay. you... You raised a really good this this topic was chosen completely off the top off the cuff a few hours ago before we recorded this. So not as much planning as we normally do. That Zero planning, no preparation. Death metal has been widely underrepresented on my tenure in the Glacially Musical podcast, not on purpose, it just is what it is. We haven't done a run of a death metal band that I know of. You've done some unboxings, you have done some discussion. We both love death metal, classic and modern. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's unpack what the criteria should be for the Mount Rushmore of death. Who should be on the Mount Rushmore of death metal? And you know why I have Mount Rushmore in my mind because I was fell asleep watching Hulu, and Ozzy and Jack's World Tour came on, and they went to Mount Rushmore. Okay, so. Before we set the ground rules, let's get one thing very distinctly clear. Okay. Who's on Mount Rushmore? Are you asking me? Yeah, I don't remember. So Mount Rushmore is in North Dakota, chosen only, or South Dakota, sorry. South Dakota, North Dakota? Oh, I don't remember. South, South. South Dakota, chosen because South Dakota didn't have any big monuments or landmarks or tourism. And so they decided this will be the place we put it. Uh, I believe Teddy Roosevelt was a fan. Without guessing or looking, I'm going to surmise that I think I know three of the four. Is it four? It's four. It's Mount Rushmore's four faces. It's not five. It's not five. It's four. Okay, so. Washington. Mount Mount Rushmore. Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, Jefferson. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And I'm going to say Teddy Roosevelt or Alexander Hamilton. Roosevelt. Uh, Hamilton was not a president. So Not, not FDR, Teddy. Because when Teddy. it built. Teddy, who Teddy. I don't so necessarily let's... think is a great president, but okay. People think yeah, so I have, guess he's we, we got some... Ex, we have to explain who these people are. Okay. Right. Fa- former fa- George... three founding fathers and a guy who felt like he was. No, there's more to it than that. We're going to go a little slightly deeper. Give me 30 seconds. You have the first president, the creator of the presidency, because he created all the precedents. You have the person who expanded the presidency. You have the greatest president of the 18th century, the middle era. And then you got a dude that was there too at the time when Mount Rushmore was created. So to me, Mount Rushmore is we have to have one of the first death metal bands. We have to have one of the popular death metal bands. We have to have a later death metal band who expands the premise. And then we have to have somebody from now. I like what you're doing, and I'm going to co-sign this. Normally, I wouldn't, but I'm going to, and you put it down so well, I have to give it to you. And right. I realize why Teddy is on there. Besides Teddy the was fact there because he, 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 like, he, he sanctioned he, it. He not only sanctioned it and paid, he helped get it paid for, he is the president that expanded, like he was a preservation, I don't know if he was a preservation, is this fair, because he killed animals, big game hunter, but he was very concerned with national parks yeah. and preserving land for the sake of it i don't think he but i still feel americans like very well he he got there because he was there that day <laughs> he well, was the best so president. i don't think i don't think we'll, we'll say like we'll treat the fourth band that we at the final band better than teddy should be remembered teddy roosevelt hear me out was the best president at the time that mount rushmore was commissioned okay I don't think so, but okay. The best current president. I mean, I mean uh, leading Rushmore. up to him, there was a bunch of duds. No, no, so, no, no, no. no. You're, you no, know. you're not understanding what I mean. He was the best of all of the U.S. presidents that were in existence at the time of the creation of Mount Rushmore. He was alive when it was sanctioned. He was the only one, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a very niche moment. He right. he was the best current. He was the best sitting U.S. president. At the signing of Mount Rushmore. Okay, so I'm gonna we're gonna go by that. We're gonna okay, for so the purpose of this podcast. George Washington. Yeah. Well, so before we do all that, let's let's open it up a little more. Okay. To solidify the criteria, you know, we've had this discussion about the Hall of Fame means nothing to me, but I love talking about it. Mm-hmm. Judas Priest will be entering the Hall of Fame in a week and in a half. In is in. Huh? In is in. In is in. Doesn't matter how you got in. Doesn't matter why you got hey, in. If you're don't in, ask you're you how many goals. But, all, but, but also, ask you how many? But also, like the Sports Hall of Fame, shouldn't be up for debate. You are 100% an all-time classic lock, or you are not in. So Agreed. if we, either Agreed. of us are like, habana, 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 no. I think, okay, I, I think George Washington, of the George Washington of death metal is going to be We're not very... there yet. Not there yet. Oh, Jesus Christ. Pa- patience, patience. So no. not just, just be a little more patient. So we're not just talking about... American bands, even though we invented the genre, you're welcome, world. We're going to count bands from all over the world. So that opens it up to other bands, England, Sweden, other but places. But we're using the Mount Rushmore presidential criteria. Yes, yes, but I just wanted to make everyone understand 
there will this be is, some representation possibly from non-American right. originators of death metal. And I think by by doing it this way, it makes it an easier conversation. Perhaps. So may may I begin? Because I think now you may. Washington, I, will shut I up think George vote. Washington is going to be a very simple one, and neither one of us are going to disagree with my choice. Death. Hundred percent agree. Death is not my favorite. I am not really a fan of death. However, Chuck Schuldiner, Schuldiner, God rest him, created the template, created the system, and everything is he checked. He created. He wrote the boxes that everybody ticked off. So that's an easy one. No disagreements. Every single thing death did, whether they were, they may not have been the first. They were the first great, and they certainly set the template for everyone else uh, and everything, literally lyrical, vocal, guitar, album artwork, aesthetics, production, everything stemmed from the Scream Bloody Gore and the original Death albums. And um, yeah, rest in peace, Chuck. Completely agree. Now we move on to the Thomas Jefferson, a semi-contemporary of Death, somebody who took the template of death metal and made it more. I am going to throw out my first non-American band. This would be Carcass. That is an interesting and great choice. Um, they definitely belong in the conversation. Grindcore, death metal, Melodic death metal. Melodic death metal. Tons of gore. Incredible musicianship. Um, blast hard, beats for bla weeks. Blast beats, although they didn't invent them. Hard nope. to argue. Hard to argue with Carcass. I would say my oh. my number. I think Carcass is on the Mount Rushmore. It's hard to argue, but I'm going to figure out a way. I'm going to find a way because <laughs> I'm a contrarian prick, and I think the second band, because an order is important. And we've Correct. already established Correct. that the fourth band is going to be more of a come lately. Correct. I would put Cannibal Corpse second. Really? And what gonna... did <clears throat> what did Cannibal Corpse do to expand? Cannibal Corpse, visionary vocal style, much more than Chuck. Agreed. Vi visionary lyrical subject matter and album covers, best album artwork in the genre to this day. Even if it's uh... horrible, but again put the genre on the map in some cases got them blacklisted from whole countries because of this artwork and Agreed. i think in terms of uh progressive metal death didn't get there till toward the end and cannibal corpse was there almost at the beginning where their guitar mm. parts and bass was much more almost progress not progressive rock influence but progressive in a way that catapulted the genre forward for musicianship death did too but on later albums not their first couple see this particular spot is difficult because it would be very easy to throw out obituary obituary is all of those things you just suggested and i like obituary better than cannibal corpse However, I still have to go with Carcass because of Carcass's expansion of the genre. They took death metal from almost punk rock to almost symphonic jazz in terms of complexity, musicality. I will make the concession, lyrically, they're not the best. 
credit to my man Spose on that one. They also do not have giant egos. Uh, also, Jeff Walker looks frighteningly like my father. I don't like that. I wish he would stop. Go back to the dreadlocks. Get rid of the greasy black hair. Jeff Walker and Thorin from the Lord of the Ring Hobbit movies. Never in the same place at the same time. Thorin. Oh, no, no, no. Jeff Walker wishes he was Thorin. Come on. Let's be realistic here. Uh, look, Thorin is attractive. Very attractive. Oh, Jeff stop. Walker, Jeff is very handsome. For he's in Carcass, and that's awesome. And that's awesome. Uh, they also, Carcass also had the two vocalists. <clears throat> although Bill stopped for some reason. So let's let's agree on Carcass for two. I think your case for Carcass is so good that I'm going to acquiesce. Right. Um, I think now, you, you have to have Carcass. I feel like if you're going to continue with your theorem. Uh, now we have to move into. Oh, this is it starts to get hard now. Now we got to move into the mids. We got to go a little later. Well, Ooh. I, I I think later is hard because they at a certain point the first you know ten great death metal bands all overlapped. Yeah, um, yeah, and so, then it it gets to that that spot where it got really blah. Uh, see, no, I'm not gonna. I yeah, I think now we're at the point where we're just gonna. It starts to become about like levels of great and who is greater, and so. You, I, you know, I'm gonna let you go first on this one. Who's Lincoln? Right. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, Lincoln. Uh, whew. you know, Republicans, you cannot take credit for Lincoln. End of story. He was a technically a Democrat, anyway. He was a progressive, he yeah, was not uh, a Democrat, he was a progressive. He also he said it. many times he would not have, he wanted to keep the union together, and right, he was, was the way forward. He was a, he was, he, a, was an he was a liberal, he was more liberal than uh, people remember. Um, this is really brutal, and I yeah. know pun intended. This is a Ooh. brutal pick because also this this oh, pick. I hurt myself this, trying also, to do blast beats. Yeah, not on the podcast. This is going to. <laughs> <laughs> please don't. This is I'm going. Never again. To, someday just... we'll have a console and we can put. We can put plug in little sound effects and fun. My thighs hurt. They might now. This is brutal because you. No pun intended. You kind of have to give it to me. I mean, fuck Chris Barnes, but you kind of have to give it to Cannibal Corpse in the third spot. I'm not thinking about the presidents right now. I'm just thinking about this third spot is the last old school OSDM band in the world. So of an innovative, creative, great band. So we have Death and Carcass. And I don't think it the, has to be ODSM, OSDM. It ha so like to me, you're talking about choosing, I'm choosing, I'm going to start doing a rundown if that's okay with you of other yep. bands. Not, yeah, I hit it. You know, I made a short list right before this pod. And then I fucked gonna, it all up by I'm changing gonna, well, by changing. The I'm going to pick Cannibal Corpse here. However, that is over. Obituary. Deicide. My favorite death metal band, Suffocation. Immolation. Possessed. Internal Bleeding. I don't Nile. Think, no, we haven't even mentioned Morbid Angel. Then non-U.S. Uh, bands at the or gate. Or Deicide. Or... I said Deicide. Oh, Bolt Thrower. Napalm Death. And in no, Napalm Death is not involved in this conversation. Gore Guts. Well, we have Carcass. Why would you not have Napalm Death? Because There's Carcass moved band. from... But they moved... I mean, granted, Bill Steer and Michael Amott were in both bands. But Carcass went from a Napalm Death clone into Carcass. Nobody That's thinks fair. 
Nobody right. thinks of Rico. But they did start out as a clone. They started out yeah. as a clone-ish band. But anyway, Napalm Death, I think, a little more innovative, but maybe the c- consistency um, counting the breakup <sighs> and things. But again, Entombed, Gorguts, and Cynic. That would be just my short list of the greatest death metal bands ever, and I have probably left out a few. Arch Enemy. Uh, I don't... Arch Enemy fits. People's love for Johan era is nonsense. Seriously, not they're not they were not the same band. They were not that good a band. People's memory of that, oh, he was a dude and he was so even, harsh. I've never even heard it. <laughs> so don't uh, even bring them up. Arch Enemy, not uh, on the list. Uh not on this list of classic early bands. Again, Arch Enemy is really only twenty five years old. This uh, is see, this is I'm bands thinking... that debuted in the eighties, probably mostly. I am thinking that the third spot should be a little newer. You said the fourth spot should be newer, so no. No. This is the old band. No, the first two are supposed to be, like, the originals. I think the this third, third one is later. spot still need not that much later, like five years later, not 25 years okay. later. Okay, well, you know what? In this in this spot... Whew. I'm going Cannibal, but you go who you want to go. I have to go Morbid Angel. Okay, that's I can't hard to argue with those first four records, and then it's way off a cliff. It's easy to argue. You know, you know who we didn't even mention. I said I was going to leave out somebody. Sepultura. Ah, eh, more thrash than death metal. From the death metal vocals, mm. not the death metal music. They mm. could have played it. They could have played. Have some moments. They have yeah. some moments, but they are not classically a thrash. No, I mean to me, Chaos AD is their punk record. It's more punk than anything. Else. It's more hardcore American hardcore than even death metal. Okay, okay. That's my personal, and I'm a humongous Sepultura fan. Sepultura we're not going to argue. We're not going to argue that point. There's Sepultura, been a lot of classic that have not Sepultura them would be a great there. band for a run of albums for Glacier. Completely Glacier. would. Um, let's see who else is there that has not. I been mean, you said Obituary. Me. I would accept Obituary. I would accept. Obituary is a little later. Their first record was ninety. Well, again, that's 88. But I, I, mean, I again, still have got to go with, I still got to go with Morbid Angel. Okay, Morbid I Angel can't. is Yeah. Morbid Angel is the the Oh god, the the sum of all of the Tampa Bay death metal bands put into one. And you know, the blast beats are phenomenal. You cannot if you can say an unkind word about Pete, if you can say one word against Pete Commando Sandoval I hate you. David Vincent was uh, one of the very early groundbreaking death metal vocalists by having two voices. No, he had three. He had three voices because he had the the standard growl. He had the screech. He had the carcass screech, and then he did the uh, the southern preacher. Bow to me. He didn't use that one much, but then you had Trey Azagoth, who was freakishly large, was on the steroids, would go to Mexico on tour to get steroids, smuggle them back in his, his amplifiers, because, you know, you got to get huge, you got to get ripped. I was sure you were going to say smuggle them back in his anus. Go ahead. And, his, and we're not talking about prison wallets today. Next week, maybe. This week, no. But uh, next to his watch. In his anus, next to his watch. Uh, God, that uncomfortable piece of metal sat in my ass for seven years. And now I bring it back to you. Five long years, I had this watch <laughs> up my ass. And Butch, it's now going to you. It is your birthright. <laughs> it has been up two men's asses. 
for seven years. How do we break this tie or do we not break it yet? We come back later and try to break ties or we just break it now? Cannibal or morbid? Cannibal I mean, or morbid? Jesus. You know what? Or, frankly, I will acquiesce on this one for one reason and one reason only. One of the things about all of the presidents, apart from Teddy, on Mount Rushmore is they are all exceedingly popular and well-known. So that gives the, although I prefer Morbid Angel to Cannibal Corpse, it does give the edge to Cannibal Corpse as they are the highest selling Tampa Bay death metal band of all time. I, I think Morbid Angel is the second best selling death metal Third, band. Third, I believe. Strictly. Deicide's higher. Really? It's hard to believe. Um, see, to me, Deicide was always a great on top tier, but the bottom of the top tier. That's just me. Um, well, you know, and we Jim Kelly talking. to Joe Montana, Dan Marino, and and you know, yeah, Elway, but was, like, was actually talking to talking about uh, death metal and one of my buddies at work today, and we talked about Deicide and how you know there are certain like Deicide records people absolutely hate, and I'm like, how can you tell? Because I love Deicide. You don't need to buy every record because they they have a formula. They know how the formula works, and they do it. Morbid Angel is similar. However, I think Morbid Angel has better production than Deicide, which makes the music, which makes the records better. Fair. Because if you don't record death metal correctly, you get uh, Blessed Are the Sick by Morbid Angel, which sounds like... It's so, still a great record. I think yeah. those first ABCD records are untouchable in the genre hard to hard to argue and then way off a cliff in quality whereas cannibal corpse to me gets rid of barnes and goes up and up and up and up and up and continues yeah i mean i I prefer corpse grinder but yeah but i so do i i I do not like i was i corpse grinder whatever you want to say about him he's able to do the classic material justice and he came in with his own thing and i mean you know so many elements for the corpse he buys his white teddy bears he loves star wars and fun things, and he's Teddy a bears. human being, unlike Barnes, who's not a human being. Correct. So, so that's three. So you're going with Cannibal. Uh, I'll, I, I'll, I'll I respect Morbid, and again, those first four records are hard to F with. So now we get to <clears throat> Teddy. Now for me, uh, we're not going to do the most popular, you know, city, you know, not just the one guy. So for me, the the idea of the Teddy spot is somebody who has to be, you know, at least newish in the twenties. It doesn't have to be, you know, brand new, but I think right there, I land between revocation, Black Dahlia murder and a Monomarth. And I go, Ugh. So I got one for you you didn't mention that I think okay. trumps all three of those. And it's going to be cattle decapitation. And I'm going to tell uh, you why. Really? I'm so shocked to hear you. Meh. I find cattle decapitation to be technically wonderful, expertly played, rather samey, and I hate, hate, hate the 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 drum trigger blast beats yeah that's well that's your modern sacrifice uh a couple of other bands that probably could get an honorable mention here cataclysm lella hell sorry lella hell sorry 
Lella Hell. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Lella Hell is an Algerian brutal death metal. I have never heard of this band. We you're pull you're going way too random. Again, Mount Rushmore. Not I know. I'm random I'm just, small bands. I know. I can pick a million random small bands. That's fair. Cataclysm. Not some band I never heard of. Okay. Uh Chrisian is a band that I would give up in this spot. Um here's the thing about cattle. Or on a better, I love Revocation, right? Here's the three you drop: Revocation, incredible band, not technically always death metal, and actually, most of their early records are really thrash, and they broke away from that to be a little more death metal and a little more, uh, you know, expansive of their sound. But they're really hard to pin down, and I think most people would struggle to name them as a classic, officially death metal band. Okay. Yeah. We could also throw out Necrot. Necrot is incredible, but they're very recent, and they only have three albums, so no. Blood Incantation. Uh, Blood Incantation I love a lot. Uh, there's a few others. Here's the thing about a Monomarth. I know people love them, and I also am a fan. I'll give they, you their a little bit. Blood. They have mailed it in big time. They stopped being death metal. They really are a thrash band with death metal vocals. Similar to Jungle Rot, who I'm also a big fan of. They have very consistent album to album. Really consistent. But basically the same sounding record every time. Same with No Monomorph. Who was the third you threw out? I just want to give you your due. Black Dye Murder. Black Dye Murder. Now, Black Dye Murder might be the band here. Because, like, they are... You know, I know it's very fresh with Trevor just passing away. And jury's out on how they're going to do without him. But, like... It's hard to, like, no other, a few bands have put down a 20-year thing like they have, 2002 to now. I mean, uh, they would be there for me. Cattle would have to be there for me because even if you don't like the drum sound, and, I mean, there I left out Malignancy. There are other bands that, you know, I mentioned Internal Bleeding, Pyrexia. Oh, yeah. Inter- oh, I, mean, I forgot about it. I mean, bleeding. I love Internal Bleeding. I'm biased because mm-hmm. I'm from New York. Again, Suffo is my favorite death metal band, probably followed by Nile and Cannibal uh, Abysmal Dawn is another Abysmal one. Abysmal Dawn is incredible. Uh, I think all the modern bands the last 20 to 25 years, you're just going to have that Children of Suffocation drum sound. They all followed Mike Smith and Suffo, who that's perfected why, the blast beat. I don't that's love... why Black Dahlia Murder and... Yeah. And um, Amon Amarth. Yeah, I think Amon Amarth kind of disqualifies itself by just not being that death metal anymore. They're much All right, middle I'll, of I the will, road. I'll accept They're that. Very middle of the road. I think Black Dahlia Murder might have to get the nod. Gorguts is incredible and has a flawless drumming. Cynic to me as a prog nerd, I love almost more than a lot of these bands, unnaturally so. Um you know, even their comeback stuff is better than the majority of the genre albums that people will cite first and foremost. I'm probably leaving out a bunch. I'm sure some nerds are going to come in here and name check a bunch of bands we left out that I didn't remember or you didn't remember. I mentioned Bolt Thrower earlier is another band. You know, you're not. I will, acquainted I with will them. say it. I like Bolt Thrower. But you don't love them. Correct. They're yeah. overrated. Well, again, a bands that break up. They just get like extra hit points on the, on the you know, they get those hit points. I didn't. Uh, another band we could have thrown out was Master. I have worn my Master t-shirt. Master frequently. is great. Massacre is great. Yes. Uh, However, both of those, uh, or um, 
Uh, we didn't even mention Cryptopsy. We did not mention Cryptopsy, although a very controversial band. I love the albums without Lord Worm. That is sacrilege to many people. Uh, so many. I love. I, I traveled to Canada to see Cryptopsy, Crisian, and uh, Cataclysm open for Voivod. I traveled 20 hours round trip to go see a festival. Those four bands were playing in a row. And Despised Icon was also on that show. So it's, it's I had another one and I lost it. I'm sure we'll remember a bunch after this is over. I mean, like yeah. some of that early list, if we didn't, you made this criteria and I'm going to adhere to it, we would have been fighting. I mean, like, how is Obituary not on this? How is, you know, more, we left Morbid out to put Cannibal in, Deicide, Suffo, very oh, hard. Uh, Putrid Awful is another band that could have been very good that band. first one. That's the one I forgot. Okay, that's uh, fair. That's fair. Because um, their album Mature Necropsy made me think of Cryptopsy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who's De Profundis? Vader. Yeah, oh, yeah. Vader, even though they also straddle kind of a thrash well, and death metal. How about Goat Whore? Now, Goat Whore has had a very interesting career where they started out as like straight up black and death metal. Then they kind of evolved for about 10 years where they were doing this thrashy death metal, black and thrash metal with death metal vocals, black metal Black metal lyrics and death metal vocals is hodgepodge. And now their new album that's out right now, which is insane, by the way, out now on Metal Blade Records, is back to the early, you know, very chromatic, jarring, incredible technical death metal. And what about Goats of Doom? I, I just wanted I just wanted to say Goats of Doom. You just wanted to check that band name off. That's fine. Yes. I'm not too familiar with them. The, the, I In the last year where I was doing, like, reviews all the time, uh, I wanted to only review bands with goat in the name. That's fair. But there, I, got, I reviewed two of their records. They're, they're really good Swedish death metal bands. I, I think I'm going to have to acquiesce, even though Cattle Decapitation would be my like honorable mention out of this list. Bes you know, like Obituary, Cattle Decapitation, Crisian, Cataclysm. You know, Cataclysm has never been anything but technical death metal. They've been brutal technical death metal the entire time. They've never done a weird album. They've always been very consistent. Um, I think well, I'm going to have to go with Black Dahlia Murder. That's another another thing we can say about every band we have chosen. Except for Carcass. I, oh, we, acqu we acquiesced I mean, on... Never mind. Carcass is not... I forgot. We, I acquiesced on Carcass. Morbid so, Angel has, again, not... But honestly, if their early stuff the wasn't so like the greatest ever, they wouldn't make the list at all based on the rest of the albums. They wouldn't. I think Kingdom's Disdained was pretty good. Kingdom's Disdained is good, and I like Tucker, even though he's like a weird Luddite guy. That's fine. I think he's, he's not. Like, he's not David Vincent, and David Vincent. David Vincent is one of those special vocalists is, for me. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard for me. So we. So at this moment, we're gonna settle on this Mount Rushmore. And for the record, the reason why I set it up the way I did. Well, so maybe we could actually come to a, a consensus. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no other way. We'd be battling this shit out forever. Um, so again, death, clear-cut number one first draft pick, all-time Hall of Famer. End no, story. no, no nothing. Just it is. It is. Carcass, hard no. to argue. What's value and... Say Carcass 2, hard to argue. Yeah. Uh, three, I went Cannibal. I acquiesced Cannibal. I have to go to Cannibal for Black Dahlia Murder. Mm -hmm. So which only... weirdly becomes like two we agreed on. Basically two we agreed on and two we split. Right. 
that is actually far better than I expected. And just and I'm right now there is someone listening who's saying you didn't name yeah blah blah blah. blah. Okay, somebody's exploding out of their skin listening to this. Who's gonna? I hopefully come at us in the please come at us in the comments, please. please. But let comment me us say, on YouTube in, or drop a comment on Twitter and follow Nick and myself. But in our defense, like Keefe mentions immolation, and I only heard of immolation because I saw them open for mayhem. I, I opened never... for Immolation with my first band, and they are, if you live in the New York City area, Immolation and Suffocation constantly played. I had constantly. never heard of these dudes. And they come out, they play this amazing set. The guitar player looked like Satanic Bob Kulik. Not Bruce, but Bob. God rest him. Yes, Robert Vigna, who I've interviewed not too long ago. Tell me I'm wrong. He looks like Satanic Bob He looks Bob like Satanic. He does bear a striking resemblance to Bob Kulik. And peace, Bob. He just passed away, right? Yeah, like last year. And they come out, they play this amazing blistering set. And I'm like, man, who are these guys? Let me look. Oh my God, 15 albums. How did I miss this? And this is Suffo. You know, so Suffo, right, is a band that is untouchable on a lot of levels. Perfected the blast beat to the point that everyone copied that dude. Derek Boyer, one of the all-time great bass players. Terrence Hobbs, one of the all-time great death metal, technical death metal guitarists. Frank the Tank, the Chop. He is literally an icon of death metal. And he retired, and they're still good without him, which is unfathomable to me. But it's it, it, in, Even in this wonderful modern age, death metal is exceedingly underground. I would make the argument that black metal somehow has gotten more popular Surely. and more above ground, which makes no sense. Did you to see me. Dark Throne trending on Twitter today because of the new single? Really? Trended on global Twitter, Dark Throne. Not my Twitter, because I have my global location right. turned off. So when I see what's trending, because I'm a social media guy, I need to see the whole world, mm -hmm. even though I'm logged in to Ghost Cult more than anything. Dark Throne, trending on Twitter. How? How? Because Fenris. Because Fenris is a gift to God, from God. Right, and he, he's an amazing, amazing... We we didn't uh, mention Behemoth, speaking of Satanism. Like right. Behemoth arguably went from being a straight-up blacky death metal band, a blackened death metal, and a very straightforward death metal band at that, to being this like progressive, avant-garde, technical death metal band. Now they're doing kind of their own... I mean, it's almost their own style. It's, you know, it's kind of almost a heavy oh, metal plus death metal. We also didn't mention At The Gates. We didn't I mentioned mention. At The Gates in my oh, original. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I mean, At The Gates is a band that, oh, like, okay, if Mount Rushmore had eight instead of four, it, At The Gates would clearly be on there with Obituary. We didn't mention, we. I mentioned Nile, a iconic, original. So I saw them on that same tour with uh, Black, Di Black Dahlia Murder and King Diamond. Yes, Nile is phenomenal, and I'm very much looking forward. Probably be one of the top records of next year without even having heard it. Nile has a new record so coming next year. The, the idea of whittling it down... It's impossible. Well, that's why, I had to, that's why I decided let's go by based on what the precedents were. Something cool, something interesting, and something we could finish. And where are we at now? We've got to be pushing about an hour. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, uh, I should run a stopwatch on these things. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, it was really... 
please in the con if we miss somebody major i don't think so i love that you mentioned cryptopsy it's shame on me at one point they were one of my i love matt mcgatchy dude it's shame on you, both of us don't care not mentioning a thousand bands don't care what you think about lord worm versus matt and you know and, and yeah. i'm not gonna uh say these bands are overwhelmingly male and white except for a couple which is bizarre internal but, bleeding has a uh, lady on the base i believe and suffo of course, you know as terrence of course and boat um, thrower has lady on the base yeah boat thrower classically yeah but not a very diverse not the most diverse group of well of you know if you look at you look at death metal it's a bunch of chubby white dudes in camo cargo pants that's that is, is a fact i still think napalm death maybe people can sound off in the comments i think of napalm death classically historically as a death metal band much more than that in fact they innovated and invented grindcore to a perfect perfect note but then they went away from that as artists are wont to do i don't want to be lumped in with all these people and I want to be something else. And they became a more classic death metal band after inventing, straight up inventing grindcore. Thank you, Jesse Pintado. Rest it, Terrorizer, right? We didn't talk about Terrorizer. So Terrorizer, Lockup, uh, lock which was like sort of the descendants of Terrorizer. There's many, many super groups. There's many, many bands. Um, there, look, you can you can grab a stone. Mr. Bungle was meant to be a death metal band, by the way. <laughs> and they ended up, whatever they ended up becoming. But you can like, huck a rock down a street and hit 15 death metal bands. You might. And is, you're especially kick in up my lot, town. And you're going to kick up a lot of dust in the meantime. But St. Louis has a lot of black metal bands. I don't know. And a lot of thrash bands like Neo Thrash, Pizza Thrash. They have a lot uh, of crossover bands in St. Louis now. Yeah, and, I, I'm not really paying attention. I am. Um, there was a there Storm is a Ruler gothic, has a brand new album coming out this week. They're from right in your backyard. There is a gothic uh, black metal band whose name I will not mention, who actually created the uh, genesis for this podcast. Oh right, then because they um, big time to me. I remember, I remember. So we're good on the four. Is there anything else you want to add to this discourse? You want to pull a plug in it? You want to pull the plug, or do you want to? Do you want to keep going? Is there any other points we could make? Any of the stratification of these illustrious 20 or so bands or 25 bands we've kind of prattled about? I just wish we had more time to bring all of them to a farm and just have some guitars and just sing about decapitating the goats. Fair enough. And, and then after we're done singing about decapitating the goats, then we decapitate the goats. What did goats ever do to you? I mean, goat, and then make goat, goat, goat curry. Delicious. Goat then curry goat is curry. fantastic, and a good curry is always good. Look, and, you said this. You said it's too white, so. Oh, that's boom. fair. That's fair. And it's um, delicious. Goat curry is. Do you think delicious. this concept is worth revisiting for other subgenres of metal? Is this a future? I would. We I need would a chaser, happy. and we don't have any ideas. Is this a future? Yes. This of is, things to come. This is the oh my god! Tonight's not working out right. I already bought a beer for this. So I want to drink it on the podcast. What's the next Mount Rushmore? We could actually do a series of these. I mean, Doom. We're going to do a Doom series with a guest soon, so we might just skip Doom. And I'm such a Doom person that that, that, that battle could go on and on. Could do thrash, can do hardcore punk, can do crossover, can do black metal, can do 
newer metal bands, modern metal, which is what I consider to be sort of American metal bands since the 2000s. The great thing about metal is you're never going to have a shortage of dudes and women saying, hey, what if we took that and stuck it with this and called it gent? Gent What's gent mean? I I, um. So this is this is a fun fact. I skipped it for the news, but because it won't be current by the time this airs, whenever that is. So just really quick, the King Crimson documentary is out as of this recording, and it has a global event coming up in the court of the King Crimson King. Fifty years of King Crimson. It is eye opening. It is frightening. It is tense. And I interviewed the director, and I made an assertion that the 90s of King Crimson that has like a very select audience, those like really weird six-member, two drums, two guitars, two basses set up where they did that series of albums and then live albums, has like a direct lineage to your Polyphias, your Animals' Leaders, your, you know, uh, Covet, your, you know, Burnth, all these weird uh, contortionist these bands draw from that whether they do it consciously or not it's it's been done already so no i'm just saying that like there's value in these discussions i'm not trying to drag it out i'm just saying i that guy agreed with me and he's like i'm not even a prog music fan i'm just a, a punk nerd and i happen to be friends with i'm the only person that like uh Fripp would allow to be like that close to the band and get the story so it was very interesting he's not a prog person so like it totally doesn't have that lens of i am a prog nerd and if i made a documentary about king crimson or i'm a thrash nerd and if i made a documentary about thrash it would be through my eyes and ears right that's what i'm saying so this is a this is probably a harbinger of shit to come if you like this podcast shall i take us home daddy take it home this has been the glacially musical podcast we greatly appreciate you listening if you made it this far you are a real one thank you for being here smash that like and subscribe give us a five star review or a one star review or a no star review on apple i'm sorry i'm gonna ask that they finger fudge the like button finger fudge the like button in perfect nick cameronese and uh yeah man we really appreciate these things let us know how we're doing let us know if you hated this let us know if you love this i personally love this but you know it may not be for everybody that being said this has been the glacially musical podcast and it does not play in peoria however peoria might have a good sandwich shop or two according to yelp <laughs>